This is the Blue Bomber Podcast with CFL Hall of Famer and my broadcast partner, Doug Brown. That's just it. If we're tricked, you're allowed to tackle a ball carrier if we don't. It's my understanding. I I used to do it anyway, so. (laughs) First time pass interference has ever been called on a nose tackle. That is, wow. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or at CJOB.com. It is the Blue Bomber Podcast. Doug Brown with you, along with yours truly, Greg Mackling, as we head in towards a short work week for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which makes it a short work week for the podcast. We are just one day ahead as we record of the Edmonton Eskimos, the undefeated Edmonton Eskimos coming into town. So, Doug, two weeks in a row playing an opponent with a zero in their record. The Eskimos without a loss last week, of course, the Bombers took care of business in Hamilton, defeating a team without a win. How much can you take from this? Is there the possibility of gaining too much momentum, too much confidence by beating a team that's yet to beat anyone? Yes, the false positives are everywhere. It kind of reminds me of training camp. You'd go against some guy straight out of college and every single pass rush move you would use on him would work. And then you would go into a game thinking, hey, Even though I'm a nose tackle, I can do spins, and then you just get killed. So it's a lesson you learn early in your professional career uh, that when you play a very bad opponent, and do not kid yourself, uh, full credit to the Blue Bombers for this win, but Hamilton is god-awful. That is one of the worst football teams I've seen in a long time. Not taking away from the fact that the Blue Bombers handled them from wire to wire. Every single corner, they were front-running that entire game. It was great to see them in a different kind of, of framework other than having to come back and and do uh, the, the theatrical dramatics in the fourth quarter. Um, but at the same time, you just want to give those... Uh, those things that you uh, accomplish some perspective and realize it's not going to be that easy. There's going to be a lot more adversity against uh, a, a team like Edmonton. That being said, you know, that, that game against Hamilton, uh, just really impressive uh, for this team to go into there and and win that game. And a lot of people are like, well, what's so impressive about beating a team that hasn't won a game yet going to Hamilton? And it's the fact that the usual incentives for the players aren't there. You know, when you play a team, obviously when you, the Bombers play Edmonton, by the time this gets there, it'll be today. Um, when they play Edmonton, if they win, uh, they get a rise in prominence, a rise in standings, a rise in respect. When you beat a team like Hamilton, you have none of those incentives. It's assumed that you're going to win, and then everyone judges you by how you went out and won that game, how you defeated them, by what margin, how hard was it for you, did you struggle against them. Those are all things that disqualify you in a sense. A classic example of you had everything to lose and essentially nothing to win. Yeah, so that's what makes it so impressive what they did going out there. They didn't have any of those incentives as a team other than, you know, going on the road for the most part to Hamilton is not the most fun, and yet you're going against a team where you stood to lose a lot more than you had to gain. That's what's most impressive about what they did. They had the maturity. They had that perspective. They never lost focus. They weren't sleepwalking their way through. So many times, good teams go into scenarios, circumstances like that, it takes them forever. It takes them half a game to wake up and realize, hey, we're going to let this one get away from us before we do anything. They 
took care of business from the opening uh, whistle to the end of that game. That was very impressive. That's the only thing you take away from a game like Hamilton is, wow, we were able to maintain our focus when everything and everyone was telling us, you know, it was going to be handed to this this team. And we really had very little to gain compared to what we risked with losing. You have an opportunity to look really good right now because, as you mentioned, we're 24 hours from kickoff between the Eskimos and the Blue Bombers as we record this. What is it going to take for the Blue Bombers to beat an undefeated team? And what would be so impressive about that, Doug? Well, I think they just need to dominate on a line of scrimmage, you know, and I think they have the opportunity to. They have a healthy defensive line, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers do. They have one of the better offensive lines in the CFL, and they're going against a team that is decimated on the line of scrimmage, right? Uh, they just lost two more starters in the game against Ottawa. We're talking Armando Sewell and, and Marcus Howard. Marcus Howard is already in there. He was only in there filling in for Philip Hunt in the first place, who already got hurt. So now the third defensive end's in there. Armando Sewell is a perennial Canadian all-star player. Uh, he's out now. they got two guys in their defensive line I've never heard before. Odell Wellis, who doesn't like to play against the run for the most part anyways. So they need to take advantage of that opportunity with the health of their offensive line and uh, and then their defensive line. Uh, you look at uh, Edmonton, um, they started a rookie at center last week. Granted, Justin Sorensen is coming back in this game, but they've had guys moving around, playing in different positions than they're used to, and they're facing a very uh, a defensive line for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers that's improved, that's been making more and more plays of late. They're more disruptive now. They seem to be getting comfortable not only in the scheme that they're handling, but playing alongside and off of each other, complementing one another. They're doing a fantastic job right now. And I really think those two matchups, uh, the, the offensive and defensive line for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they need to take advantage of the, those injury situations Edmonton Eskimos have have. They had 20 guys on their injury list last week alone. It's it's insane. Their running back is not is not the same guy. Their kicker is not the same. You just go down the list, position to position. They have some depth backup filling in. That's what's been so impressive about the fact that they've been 7-0 this far. Now, the Edmonton Eskimos have not lost at IGF. We had that discussion when the Calgary Stampeders came into town earlier this season. I think this game, ironically enough, Doug, in my mind is more winnable than that game against Calgary. Edmonton looks as though they are ready to yeah. be defeated. Yeah, there's just too many factors uh, working against them in terms of their health situation. I think the Bombers have been playing really well lately. And, you know, 7-0 and looks formidable and it looks intimidating, but they've only won two games against the West out of those seven wins that they have. So they've won five games against the East, which everyone is doing, right? And uh, so it, that kind of tones it down a little bit. And you're right. I think they're ripe for the picking. They're going on the road. Uh, they're going to lose a game sooner or later at IGF. And I think this uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber football team trending in the right direction, uh, starting to pick up a little bit of steam right now. And nothing is, is more enticing for a football player than playing an undefeated opponent, especially 
especially at home too, you know, because you're going to get the crowd. Everyone's going to be excited. Uh, it's not a lackluster opponent like Hamilton. There's so many things going on. You just want that opportunity to give them their first blemish and get that first win against them in your home base. And uh, there's so many things going from a health standpoint to uh, momentum all the, all the way down working in the favor of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers right now. In all fairness, the Blue Bombers are 1-2 and two against Western opponents. So they have made hay against the East, which is what you have to do, right? Good yeah. teams beat the teams that they need to beat. And I would say, my opinion here, the Blue Bombers have to beat the Eskimos because otherwise they are not going to be considered as being upper echelon. They will have a loss against Calgary, Edmonton, and BC. Their only win would then be against Saskatchewan is the only team in the Western Conference that is below them in the standing. So that wouldn't bode well. This is maybe even a bigger, not only test, but a bigger win or almost uh, not must win. You don't want to lose tomorrow night, and we're saying this again two weeks in a row. You never want to lose, but this is really the opportunity the Blue Bombers have to establish themselves as one of the contenders in the West. Agreed? Oh, totally. You know, uh, I had a lot of coaches in the CFL that like to look at the schedule in and break it down in six-game stanzas. Okay. Okay? So they're, granted, we're one past it now that they're they're five and two, um, but if you look at the next six games, four of those next six games are against Western opponents. Two against Edmonton, two against Saskatchewan, and I believe one against Ottawa and one against Montreal in Montreal. We understand the theatrics they had to pull out of their hat. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. In order to beat Montreal. So I think you're really, you're going to have a great understanding of, of who uh, this football team is, what their prospects are long term, at least for 2017, at the end of this six game stretch here because um, some pretty formidable competition. And like I say, it's all about, you know, they've done what they've uh, done and they've been successful getting those wins that you need to get against the East, but now they got to do it in their own division, and I think it starts with this game. No better opportunity and no better way to really spark some confidence with your team playing against the West than to knock off number one. It's it's the same thing when they pulled off that 12-point comeback in 95 seconds. You can talk about, oh, hey, we got to do it, but once you do it, once you beat that best team in the, in the West, it just becomes something you can rally around and, and a point that you believe in for your football team. It makes it so much easier going forward, just like that 12-point comeback in 95 seconds against Montreal. They don't just talk about it. Once they've done it, then, you know, the who's to say what their limitations are in 2017? That's sort of life in the middle, though, right? Until you're an elite team. That's the way it's going to be. You need to beat the teams that are below you in the standings and in order to eat at the big boys' table, you have to beat the big boys and that's just the way it is. Be the man! You gotta beat the man! You know, this is the Canadian Football League, so every time, every week, you play an opponent, there are some players that you've played with that you have maybe even sat beside in the locker room. But the Edmonton Eskimos come in here with an inordinate number of former Winnipeg Blue Bombers and players with Winnipeg connections. And will they have added incentive to do some stuff? I know you mentioned Odell Willis. Odell must love playing against the Blue Bombers because it's uh, 2011 was the last time he played for the Blue Bombers in a Grey Cup game. So it's six years and counting that Odell has been saying, you guys got rid of me, why? <laughs> yeah, you know, for Odell, it's a couple regimes removed now for him, so it's not quite as of recent. But guys like Euclid 
Cummings, uh, interior defensive tackle. Uh, Kenny Stafford, who was the pro- one of the prized free agent acquisitions this year. Uh, Corey Watson is a guy that this regime um, parted ways with. I believe he asked to be moved and he wanted to go somewhere else and they sent him to Edmonton. Uh, Justin Sorensen. Because you, it was management's uh, problem that he was hurt all the yeah, time? Oh, I, I sorry. It's, what what is weird, that. though, he hasn't been hurt since he's left yeah, kind of course, thing. Yeah, of course. That's what happens, That's right? how it always And then Justin Sorensen, obviously, too. He was uh, uh, kind of a fringe offensive line guy. Now he's hammered down. He's been in a starting role as a center of the Edmonton offensive line for quite some time now. So the interesting thing about, about ex-players facing their old team, you know, they'll never tell you. That's one of the biggest lies ever conveyed to the media is when you talk to ex-players, oh, it's just another game. There's nothing personal. All you can think about, uh, you know, I, I'm a guy, obviously in the CFL, I never played against uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but um, in, in the NFL, there was, you know, I spent one season with Buffalo, the next year I was with Washington, and we played Buffalo. And, and you know, Doug Flutie was on that team, and it was... Uh, but I'd only spent one year, and for me, it was it was incredibly personal. You know, you want, whether it was your decision or not, you just want, in the back of your mind, no matter what you say to the media, you want to show well. You just want them to know, hey, I'm succeeding. It wasn't me. It was you kind of thing, right? So you lacked the, the scouting ability or judgment to retain me on your football team. Look at how well I'm doing. Whether that's spoken or not, it's, it's definitely Your foresight there. was flawed, yeah. and uh, you should have kept me around. And for those of us that are not former professional athletes, I'll put it in perspective this way. When you see your ex-boyfriend, your ex-girlfriend, you hope that your hair is done and you're wearing your finest threads because you want him or her to realize you made a mistake by walking away from this and I think there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, and and it's not even, you know, some guys go as far as to... make uh, animated gestures toward the sideline or you'll hit somebody out of bounds in the sideline. You know, you'll hear some guys down there chirping or, and some guys will just smile or some guys will, you know, go the other route and like after the game, Hey coach, great game, you know, big smile on their face and you don't need to say anything else. Right. 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 And uh, it's, it's implied. And like I said, one of the biggest lies ever conveyed to them, Oh, it's just another game. It doesn't mean anything. Those guys that play for Edmonton that were, here last year, uh, here this year, like one of them, or over the over the number of years this regime has taken over, no matter what they tell you, I can guarantee you it means something. It's something special for them competing against the ball club that they had time, they had history with, and they just want to demonstrate, hey, that was a mistake. That was an error on your part. The Winnipeg Football Club thought Adarius Bowman's career was over seven years ago. So even that far back, the fans don't forget and the players certainly don't forget who played where and when and there are some hard feelings and there's some regret yeah you know from all sides there's no question about it whether bomber fans call or text bob irving makes sure your questions get answers from mike o'shea it's your chance to stay connected to the blue and gold the payworks bombers coaches show with mike o'shea and bob irving monday at seven on cjob 
Hey, it's Greg Mackling for Doug Brown and the Blue Bomber podcast with Doug Brown. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. And thanks for sharing the Blue Bomber podcast. We appreciate it very much. And to thank you for doing so and thank you for tuning in, we want to give you the opportunity to win Blue Bomber tickets. Text to 204-780-6868. This week's secret keyword, and that is undefeated. Yes, it's a little bit of an homage to the Edmonton Eskimos coming into the game this week against the Blue Bombers at 7-0, but you know what? There's going to be nothing better than beating an undefeated team for the Winnipeg Football Club. So that's the key word for free tickets to see the Blue Bombers undefeated. Text it now, 204-780-6868. Your chance to win, courtesy the Blue Bomber Podcast. Welcome back to the Blue Bomber Podcast with Doug Brown. Let's get back to the action. So as we look into the crystal ball a little bit, Doug, here, as we wrap things up on the Blue Bomber podcast, what is the key tomorrow? I know you're talking about the trenches and the fact that O-line and D-line decimated by injury, uh, both sides of the ball for Edmonton, the Blue Bombers are are finally starting to find their groove in terms of uh, the odd blitz. I'm seeing linebackers, halfbacks coming on blitzes. Is Richie Hall changing things up a little bit on defense or are things that he's been doing all along starting to work a little bit better. I think guys are just uh, getting more comfortable in their in their roles and, and playing well together, complementing uh, each other. I, I'd say the biggest key uh, tomorrow or today outside of uh, dominance on that line of scrimmage, taking advantage of the injury situations for the offensive and defensive line, just not allowing Mike Riley to will his football team to another victory because he's the one that's always carried the load uh, with all these guys going down, getting hurt. You know, he's been the one constant and obviously quarterback play uh, very very important to how your team your football team is going to fare on a week in and week out basis so uh, he's really been carrying the load for the Edmonton Eskimos and he's been getting it done uh, he's been you know inspiring his teammates to play at a very high level even though with uh, even with guys down the depth chart stepping up they shouldn't be you know winning games of the nature they have and and they've been struggling you know they've been eking out victories but they've been able to get it done and that's a force of his will. So uh, I think you need to try and uh, make him perform as ordinary as possible, as hard as that may be, and uh, let the chips fall from uh, how they they may after that. Obviously, disrupting Mike Riley is going to be a key. Disrupting Matt Nichols for the Edmonton Eskimos is going to be a key as well. Nichols doing an outstanding job again of protecting the ball and if there are Edmonton Eskimos who are incentivized to perform well against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tomorrow night or tonight, I would suggest Mac Nichols has the same incentive to do so against his former team. Well, that's his first win, right? Too. You know, that's where this all really started and he got his first start for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Edmonton and that's where they went on that tear. And, and the Bombers what, hadn't won there in almost a decade. Yeah, and they were 1-4, and four, and then he got his start in Edmonton, a place no one thought they had a chance of winning. And all of a sudden, it was an emotional juggernaut, a moment, a pivoting moment for that entire football team. They ripped off that seven-game winning streak, and the rest is history. And, you know, he got himself paid, and, and it was all on behalf of, you know, one little trade from Edmonton where it, it cost the Bombers nothing to get him, uh, which, is, uh, which is quite the insult for any player is is what was given up for you and he's made the most of it he's carried that chip on his shoulder uh, he's taken it personally and that's what makes tonight's game uh, can be so incredibly dramatic and uh, 
just uh, compelling are all these storylines together. So many former players, guys that really started their careers off of moves like this. Uh, should be a tremendous contest. I have to ask you, if you're Matt Nichols' teammate, you know his history. You know the fact that he's a former Eskimo. The whole team seems to have his back on a game-by-game basis, but is there a little more of, let's do this for Maddie tonight? Well, I think they'll feed off of him. You know, I yeah. think they'll be able to notice that, uh, regardless of what he says yet again, I think you pick up on that as a player. You notice when a guy's got a little extra burning behind his eyes, a little more fire in what he's saying, and, and a little more edge in his step, and uh, uh, just more authority, assertiveness in his voice. I, I think the, the guys that don't know will, will pick up on that, and obviously anyone that knows his history knows where this group of players really started that run that they've been so successful on. Uh, they know it all started in Edmonton because of what happened with Nichols from Edmonton. So it uh, should be real interesting to see what kind of response they get both from uh, from either team. Are you digging the uh, double back look, the opportunity the Bombers have had with the unfortunate in- injury to Weston Dressler to bring Timothy Flanders in and to have that ability to flip back and forth between Andrew Harris and Flanders? Yeah, I, I think that's great. I mean, anytime you have a talent like Andrew Harris, the, the more you can spell him and keep him fresh and not wear him down. It's a long season. He's such a critical part of their offense. I would not want to see this offense play without him for any amount of time with how pivotal he is in the run and the pass game. So, uh, you know, giving him breaks, keeping him fresh, rotating someone else that's capable in and out of there. It's all about the long term, not just this singular game in front of you. It's seeing what's down the road for this team, and a healthy Andrew Harris is a big part of that. We would not go on the record as predicting the Blue Bombers winning in Hamilton. Somehow, this week feels easier for me, Doug. What's your prediction for the big game against Edmonton? Yeah, you know, I'm going to take I'm going to take Winnipeg to win this one. I think they're overdue. I think the injury situation, I think uh, Edmonton's right for the picking, and uh, it's it's time for someone else to uh, start climbing up the, the ladder in the, in the standings. Doug Brown and Greg Mackling both picking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to win this match at IGF. The Blue Bombers looking to break the goose egg against the Eskimos at IGF and the Eskimos winning streak at 7. For Doug Brown, it's Greg Mackling. Have a fabulous day. Thanks for tuning in, sharing, downloading the Blue Bomber Podcast. The Blue Bomber Podcast with Doug Brown. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or at CJOB.com.